Milner. Can he tee up someone in red? And he goes towards Lundgren. Hello and welcome back to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand and I have birthday boy Logan Stump. Ah, oh, thank you. I'm so old. My back hurts. <laughs> and uh, the shortest man in the room, Matt Hargrove. <laughs> thank you. Logan, you're also the youngest one in the group, so do not complain about your back hurts. Yes, I know. Seriously. I have the least amount of hair, too, though. That's true. So it's uh, only getting... Uh, it's only getting thinner. We grow more. <laughs> I would, but it's the same place that supplies your growth. As you get older, the you oh. know the waist gets uh, tighter and the hair gets thinner. So, yeah, man, what the hell is that all about? <laughs> you get used to it, kind of. I mean, I'm used to the hair part. But we are here talking about uh, happy birthday, Logan. Uh, a few days late, but thank uh, you. There you go. Uh, we are talking about the games that took place this midweek, and I guess we we'll might talk some of what happened in the cup matches, but Tuesday, January 12th, we had some matches. Wednesday, we had some matches, and yesterday. I don't think there was any today from what I saw, so yeah. um, the next games yeah. are on Saturday and Sunday, so. Um, and Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. Oh, geez, we got another one of those stretches coming up. Jeez, uh, really? Yeah. It's going to be the rest of the year. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Especially once Champions League comes back in February. But we have... Uh, let's talk about it. Sheffield gets their first win of the season, so we'll highlight that a little bit later today. They beat Newcastle. Uh, Manchester United have now gone top of the table before they clash with Liverpool this weekend. Um so uh, th- those are the big highlighted matches. We had a lot of postponements start coming in. Aston Villa, Tottenham got postponed and rescheduled with Tottenham Fulham. Instead, we had a postponement of Burnley Fulham. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll get into uh, that. That was on Sunday the third, though. So we've probably already talked about that postponement. Um, but it just feels like we've been getting a lot of postponements. Uh, you know. As it comes to it Maybe here, Aston Villa. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately for them. Um, but you know, we've had a lot of people now starting to miss time due to COVID or teams having outbreaks. There was, you know, people calling for the FA Cup to be canceled at some point, but they went through with those matches. So we will see how it plays out from there. Uh, I believe they're starting to really press on following the protocols again here, uh, trying to make sure players are not celebrating, hugging each other, and everything like that when they score a goal. 
Uh, Pep Guardiola is still on this hill of uh, <laughs> that he's dying on here of of not uh, blaming the players for any of their contributions. Um, let's talk about that a little bit before we get into the games. I mean, I feel like, you know, who was it? Mendy? Or is that who it was, Logan, that had yeah. the time uh, where he was yeah. breaking protocol? Um, and then, you know, some of these players breaking protocol with, you know, hugging each other. That that one's not as bad, uh, obviously, because you're already colliding with people on the pitch and stuff. Usually, you have to be within within like the air field for like 15 minutes, I believe, for it to really kind of pass on. But at this point, um, I think you would want to try to do as best as you can to limit any sort of chances of getting it. Uh, I know the vaccine is here, but these players have not gotten it yet. And it's just creating a scheduling nightmare right now. Uh, thankfully, they did reschedule that Tottenham match and just put them with Fulham that I feel like helped a lot um, because then it's not like yes you have to make up that game but now you know you freed up a game from your schedule as well instead of just kicking the can down the road Uh, but what is your thoughts here on Pep Guardiola's um, stances here didn't he lose a family member to to COVID yeah his mom died um and, and he, like, it seems like all of his players, so uh, it sounds horrible, but it's like, you know, I'd, I'd rather go out and just party and hang out. And he, in with City, I mean, you got Kyle Walker, who was always in trouble for those group um, activities that he was involved with. Um, and Torres, I think, was, you know, hanging out with Ederson. And, you know, I think it's, it's weird that somebody underneath some uh, manager that had problems with it and, and took out his mom seems like the players would be a little bit more hesitant to do certain things, but it doesn't seem cities like that. I mean, they've seems like every, I mean, week now city's got two or three players that are missing and then it gets out into their Academy and then the ad they had goes down. So it's, it's, it's rough. And I, I mean, again, I don't really know the situation um, over there and I don't know if you guys know about, you know, London or in Liverpool, um, how bad it really is, but it seems like London, they had the, the least, res- you know, restriction, um, based like lockdown thing for a while there, so I don't know. You know, big cities in the states they just go spiking. So I don't, I don't really get what London does. I don't know much about it. I mean, I, I've tried following it, but with all their tiers that they have for each of their zones and stuff, I just, I, I've not really followed much of uh, that kind of stuff. Matt, are you familiar with any of their tiers and what what tier means what or anything like that? God, no. Uh, <laughs> no, I just know people complain about it. I know I know Liverpool was one of the last areas on Tier 2. Um, and it sounds awful, but I, I saw a lot of people posting that live in that area. I saw a lot of people in Liverpool, even if they're just, like, fans. A lot of people apparently just, like, because Liverpool was more open, people from other tiers came down and – caused obviously it, it spiked which is why everybody's in tier three tier four whatever it is so yeah i have no idea how they how they run that but i know they're not doing they're like they're kind of like us just a smaller country at this point 
<laughs> yeah, it's true. And, you know, I saw Stan Collymore, former Liverpool striker, Aston Villa striker, um, radio personality, or used to be uh, on Talk Sport over there and Sirius XM over here. But uh, he was saying, you know, he was pointing out, I think it was during the FA Cup matches where it was showing some of these fans just congregating around grounds with no masks on and stuff. But it was like one of those Twitter accounts that the that BBC does. I think it was like Match of the Day or something. It was kind of glorifying, you know, like the way you typically would in a non-COVID season of, you know, oh, look at these fans coming down. This is the magic of the cup and stuff. But it, it just didn't look good in this type of, type of situations where, you know, the, the numbers were spiking uh, over there. Obviously, it's probably not as bad as it is over here, but just the fact that, you know, um, it, it's all about perception, too, and how things are being covered over there. It's almost like, you know, with it being the FA Cup, they have this story that they wanted to run with the fans and stuff, but there's a time and a place at times, and, and, and that's probably part of the reason why people think it's okay to kind of, you know, go out and, and come down to matches, you know, if they're not allowed into the ground still, and then they're standing outside of there, you know, for some of the smaller stadiums, probably not a big deal. Like somebody said that they were able to just kind of <laughs> walk out in their backyard and see Gareth Bale playing. Um, so that, so that's pretty interesting. Uh, pretty cool story. Um, but man, we, I think I, I just want them to get it under control because at, at this rate, with the way that this is going and the way that the NBA is going uh, over here, it it's not looking pretty good uh, for for how it's going to go. I don't think that the EPL is going to stop or anything, but it's just at, at, like I've I've started fantasy basketball. I've not really paid attention to it because a lot of players are just missing time where games are being postponed left and right right now. Where you know I only have a three-person bench, I can't really, I can't really do much to help my game. I think I I don't think really the Premier League is in is in a bit a big risk of stopping. I think what they're the only risk they really have is what happens if a big team has an Aston Villa type breakout. Because right now I feel like part of the reason they're they are postponing some Villa games is that. With them not in Europe, you have a better chance of rescheduling these games. But <clears throat> say like a team like Tottenham, if you've seen Dale Johnson's tweets, Tottenham have like no room for for games if they continue in these competitions. And you'd have to expect they're going to go further in the Europa League. They're not facing like top top quality teams there. Um, I think they have. I want to say they have the easiest draw in the FA Cup too. I feel like they got like a non EFL league side, or if they did it, they maybe they got Crawley Town. They got someone really simple. Well, it should be simple. Um, so I, I think they just have to hope that you don't see a breakout with a big team, and then I don't think there'll be an issue. But if you know Man City has a breakout where they have to cancel some games, or if Liverpool have it, even though both those teams, most of the teams already had it, um, you know, if United or if Chelsea or if you know if one of those teams ends up with a big breakout then I could see there being some sort of adjustment somehow but I I don't know much about the NBA so I can't really go too deep into that one but I think right now it's okay if the teams 
continue how they're going. Yeah, I would say, look, if there's a big breakout where instead of canceling the season, I think the easiest thing to do if, you know, we get to the end and they can't make up certain games is just going by points per game for the table or something. Um, If anybody ends up with less games played, I think that might be the easiest solution. Um, I wonder if there's talks, though, like I think if it got to a point, I think there should be talks of like a cup. Like, I think that'd be kind of fun just to do. Because I, I do think at this point you're looking at Villa, who has 15 matches, and then the rest of them have 18 or 16 or a spattering of 17. Like, I, I think you're going to get to a point where they just don't fit in the schedule. It would be cool to see if you could do, like, if you could get them to, like, start cutting the game, but, like, you know, down to, like, 33 or 4 and have, like, the top eight teams or something like that or the top half go at each other um, just in, like, a some kind of, you know, playoff kind of situation where it'd be kind of fun to watch. EPL is back in Orlando. Let's do it. There you go. Right there. <laughs> I'd be going down there to the fences. <laughs> oh, you can see Gareth Bale in your backyard. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about some of these matches. Sheffield United. I- I'm kind of disappointed here, to be honest. I'm sorry, Sheffield fans. Why? I really wanted to see <laughs> this team. Really well. I wanted to see this team just not have a win and get down and, you know, finish with like two or three points in the league. That would have been uh, legendary. Derby Derby beat Newcastle. Mm -hmm. So if anything, we're just following history. Everything else is going to be okay. And what's the hit? What's the number of points? 11. 11. So now we're at uh, what? They had two. Now they have five. Five. See, they're getting close. I'm I'm... (laughs) not. I want to see history, darn it. <laughs> um, uh, in this match, you know, we did have a red card as well, second yellow to Newcastle's Ryan Frazier, and then a penalty 73 minutes in scored by Billy Sharp to give Sheffield their first victory. Uh, Matt, you said that they looked, uh, you yeah. know, they had 66% possession. They had 17 shots, but get the it win. Was- it was honestly of the games during the week. I was able to watch most of them. It was probably tied with the Everton Wolves game for most entertaining because it, it was actually a lot of fun to watch. And Sheffield probably didn't need the red card to win it. They were playing better than Newcastle most of the time. Um, Frazier's red card was awful. Not not an awful call. Just two really awful fouls, just like back to back. It was just stupid play on his part. But then, like, at the very end, they almost lost it because they did a back pass. And it was just so off the mark that if if it didn't go out of bounds, I don't think the goalkeeper would have saved it. <laughs> they would have lost. They would have gotten a draw in the last minute of, like, extra – of the additional time. Um, but they, they honestly, they played really, really well. They still can't finish worth, worth anything. Um but they controlled the ball. They were the only team that looked threatening. But I don't think you have to worry about the history thing not being made because it really seems like they're only going to win if a team, in a game they dominated, they still needed a red card and a penalty to get the win. And that, That's that true. That says it all. That's true. Uh, Logan, any thoughts here on Sheffield getting their first win and, and Newcastle... Uh... 
starting to really sputter out here. They're in 15th place with 19 points, only three points above Burnley, and only seven points above Fulham in the relegation zone. Yeah, I think Fulham's got a couple games, yeah, in hand. I mean, as far as catching up to getting out of relegation, so teams are going to be brought down. I mean, Brighton's in trouble, I think. Burnley, I think Burnley will get out of there soon. Uh, But I do think Newcastle's in a free fall. I think it's been, I think they only have two points in their last six matches in the Premier League. So it's, (laughs) it's like, uh, you better catch yourself some points here and there because if you start to get down towards that bottom, I actually think Fulham are starting to play a lot better um, after we, you know, had become such a big fan of them um, together collectively on this podcast. Um, I think at one point we even thought about switching it to called Craven's Cottage. Um, But yeah, I think, uh, you know, Newcastle, um, besides, you know, drawing with Liverpool, who's just not a good side either. Um, <laughs> it looks like a lot of trouble for Newcastle. Yeah, not looking great. Uh, we'll see if they uh, can get out of their mess here. Uh, luckily, they're not, you know, they have that seven-point buffer right now. But when you lose to Sheffield, it's not not a and not only lose it's not like like Matt said they were they were thoroughly outplayed so kind of worrisome uh, in that regard here uh, we had Manchester United they beat Burnley uh, it was a goal from Paul Pogba seventy one minutes in to give Manchester United the top spot in the league by three points right now uh, before they face Liverpool on Sunday. Uh, Matt, how are you feeling about this match as we get closer to it? Um, I don't, I don't know. It, it's honestly, it's kind of conflicting because United have been crazy good on the road, but at the same time, when you watch their games on the road, I don't feel like they're playing that great like against Burnley. I wasn't super impressed, but at the same time, they did what they need to do to win, which is. Honestly, what Liverpool did last year, it's a lot of the away games, I was never thoroughly impressed with their game, but they figured out a way to get a win in the end. Um, I do feel a little better after they did announce today that Matt Matip was training in full, and I, I think he's the key to Liverpool winning the game. I Right now, if if everything goes well with training tomorrow, and, you know, he, he ends up in the starting 11. I do feel as though Liverpool have a shot to have a better shot winning that game. Um, one, it's at home. Two, Thiago is back. Three, they can at least have one senior level center back in the back uh, four. So right now I feel better than I did, you know, three, four days ago. Uh, so I'm just kind of going to see how it goes. But it's going to be a, it's, it's going to be a difficult game, I think. Um, I really don't see it. I see it a lot like the Tottenham game. I actually think Liverpool will dominate possession. They'll dominate pretty much the majority of the game. They just need to stop counterattacks and finish the finish shots, which has been their biggest issue recently. Um, if they do both of those, I think they win pretty handedly. But if they don't, they're going to need a late goal. All right. I mean... You know, for uh, United, they, they beat Burnley, uh, who's in 16th place. They beat them, you know, 1-0. Took a while for them to 
get the goal in the match, but they are on form right now. Uh, their goal differential is still lower than uh, Liverpool currently, but they have 11 wins, three draws, three losses to Liverpool's nine wins, six draws, two losses. Manchester City now, Logan, rising up the ranks. They're in third place after beating Brighton. It's another 1-0 victory. It's that Christmas, New Year's crunch still of, you know, getting, uh, being happy with just 1-0 victories for any team that can grab them right now. But how do you feel with uh, now up to third and a game in hand? And if you win that game in hand and if United beat Liverpool, you're up to second place. Yeah, I feel like we're... Uh, we're finally around the corner. Um, the good thing is, is that it, it's not your usual suspects at times winning these games. I think De Bruyne has played really well, so obviously that changes a lot of things. But, I mean, Foden is now, I, I think, in good grace with Pep. I don't know if Pep really trusted him as much uh, early on, but now that he's scoring at, like, at will, it seems that he's he's willing to play the wonder kid. Because uh, I, I do, I, I think... When you really look at it, I mean, as far as scoring ability, he's probably our best player when it comes to finding the net. Um, and it was a nice finish he had against Brighton, too. Uh, he just seems so calm and poised. And so I'm, I'm glad that Pep seems to finally be, um, he's finally keen to, to letting Foden play. And with Gundogan playing the way that he's been playing, and that defense is just rock solid. I mean, 13 goals allowed. Um, I don't even know who's next closest but i know that you know with city playing the way that they are um goals will come and it, i mean it, it's going to be really hard to beat city i think if they can keep playing defense like they they are um depending on how ederson you know comes back but it, it just it, i i think if you look at it i think that they're finally going to challenge you know united and liverpool and looking at that matchup coming ahead from for united and liverpool i, I think that Liverpool looks to be the better side uh, right now, just in form. So I can't wait to see that and see what we're up against because I think being in second place hopefully is where we'll end up. But that means that Liverpool is going to have to drop some points there for us. Best defense in the league right now, right? 13 goals given up. That's yeah. the least in the league. So I think that's Villa not might usual. be second. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Villa... Yeah, Villa is at um, 16, given up, and Tottenham. But we got to remember, Villa has not played an extra, like, seven or eight games at this point. <laughs> <laughs> just one. Just one less game than City at this point, actually. But, uh, but yes, uh, they do have... They've given, given up three more than uh, Manchester City, who's climbing up the charts here and uh they have ooh is it Crystal Palace next? Yeah, um, Sunday. Yes. Sunday they face Crystal Palace. So that, that could be a good one. Uh, I mean maybe you'll get more than one in that one. You know, Liverpool scored like 7 in that match uh up for them. So maybe it's possible uh, Everton Wolverhampton Wanderers was another match that happened this week. Six minutes in, Iwobi uh, Alex Iwobi scores to make it one nil. Then Ruben Neves, fourteen minutes in to make it one one. 
And then Michael Keane in the 77th minute to make it 2-1 to Everton. Get them uh, back on track here, because uh, it seemed like they were kind of struggling for quite a bit. I mean, they have a... Yeah, they had a loss against West Ham on January 1st. Uh, but they've gotten their next win here. They're up to fifth uh, with 32 points. They're only four points off of Manchester United, only one point off of Liverpool. Matt, what did you take away from Everton Wolves? I don't feel like I took anything specific away from it. Um, it really felt like two teams fairly similar level-wise. Um, I, I think it was a big game for Everton to, to play well in, though. Um, I believe it was on the road, I want to say. Um, and I know they, they've had some struggles, but they got a few players back recently. I know James has gotten back. Uh, Lucas Denier got back. I know where Charleston's kind of been in and out, but I um, they've definitely continued to play well, and I think that's good for them. They're, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, I think they're only a point behind Liverpool right now. Um, so they, they've definitely been playing well. I think, if anything, the only main thing it showed me was that Everton are still playing consistent football and they're playing well enough to stay in that top four, top six race. Because honestly, I, I can't really figure out who's battling for top four at this point. It feels like there's probably about seven, eight teams that could really do it because it just takes one run. And we've seen it with multiple teams. You know, United struggled to start the year. I'd say right now it probably got 10 teams. There's uh, West Ham with 26 points, and the fourth place is 32 points. So it's pretty close. too, because, you know, at one point Everton were even at the top. And you know what I've noticed is that when a team gets to the very top, it's almost like that's when they start struggling. So it's almost like I, I I almost expect United to lose to Liverpool strictly because now United is the first place team and for some odd reason the moment you get into first that's when Everton started to struggle and then you know they dropped a little bit and they've played their way back into the top you know honestly title contention um so I don't know they're just they're being consistent and it'll be interesting to see how they play because they don't have Europe and I really want to see how teams that have no European football play in the second half because they do have a pretty solid advantage compared to like a team like Tottenham who I mean I feel like they have a game they they have like two games every single week at this point and I, I think that's going to be a huge benefit to see how they play at the end of the year all right moving on here to uh there's only other <laughs> there's only two other games there's pretty light load this week uh Tottenham Fulham uh, which finished 1-1, Harry Kane, 25 minutes in. And then uh, Ivan Cavallero, uh, Cavallero for uh, Fulham to make it 1-1 in the 74th minute. Uh, Spurs are tired, I would say. I'm not really sure. They've got one win in their last f- four? No, last three. The, the way that this they beat, is... they meet. They beat Marine. They beat they beat the guys who's like a, a you know their goalkeeper works in a supermarket. <laughs> I meant league wise, but yes, they did get that victory where Gareth Bale actually made an appearance for once, and Matt has left the chat. So there he is. 
Sorry. That's um, okay. My bad. <laughs> uh, but I was agreeing with you. I said, yes, uh, Marine got them their win. Uh, Gareth Bale actually appeared for once. And, um, I, I mean, it, remember, the Gareth Bale signing is just a loan. And it sounds like what Jose was saying is that right now they have not spoken of another season loan for him or making it permanent. So, not really sure where he goes from here. He can't be that out of fitness. So I'm not sure if it's it's got to be something with Bale at this point. Something I thought maybe before he was frustrated with the way that you know Real Madrid played him or the fans booed him or Zidane and him having some sort of thing, but it seems like he's made no effort really to get into the side in Tottenham. Um I, I thought maybe he would try a little bit more with it being a team that he had, you know, played so well for in the past. But I, at this point, I'm just really at a loss of what's going on with uh, Gareth Bale. Um, Tottenham just looks defeated. They look tired. They've fallen down the six now. They have 30 points. They're, now, granted, they're only six points off of first as it is right now. That's two wins if everybody else gets two more losses somewhere along the road. Uh, but... I don't know. Uh, they've not been great. Um, not really sure what's going on there. They have to rely too much on Kane and Son. But, Logan, what's going on with Gareth Bale? Uh, is it something mentally with him? Is he just kind of that unprofessional and just done with it? Yeah, he's got, like, the Kyrie Irving effect. <laughs> I think he... I, I, I think with everything that happened here, I mean, think about this. It was... When he goes to Real Madrid, and they were talking about how he was the next coming of God, basically. I mean, he they, he was getting comparisons to the likes of Messi and Ronaldo. Like, that's who he was supposed to turn out uh, to be. And then he goes up there and struggles and, and doesn't really find a nice place with them. Um, and as the years go on, he just gets worse and worse. And then, you know, with their fans, I mean, they'll just tear you apart. So, I mean, I just can't imagine that that was a fun lifestyle for the couple years that he had left that he just sat over there and rotted. Um, and, and now he gets back to Tottenham where it all, you know, where he's got his, you know, hot start. And and I think that a little bit has to do with the fact that Mourinho just doesn't seem to be a guy that likes those kind of diva uh, players. I think Dele Alley might've been in that same kind of boat with him. Um, and the two of them can barely, I mean, like you said, they're only games they get in or when they're playing in somebody's backyard. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a head case problem. I think it's uh, one that Mourinho doesn't like him, but I also think that Gareth Bale hasn't ever really done much since his golfing uh, excursions to really help himself. Um, and I do think that it's just somebody that's fallen completely out of just wanting to play soccer and just rather collect the paycheck at the end of the day. Matt, can we get Tiger Woods on Tottenham? Uh, do you think he would be willing to... <laughs> <laughs> take Gareth's place and Gareth can take his spot for a bit uh, golfing? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got too bad of a back for any of that. <laughs> uh, it's 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 hard to watch him play because honestly, they... I, I always joke about the whole sitting back thing. Well, they didn't do that against Fulham. That's the thing I noticed is that they, they actually attempted to not sit back on like a 1-0 win and they still ended up 1-1 at the end and that's just i don't know i mean 
Yeah, he's in the final of the Carabao Cup, and I read some like somebody joking how Jose will say like how impressive it was that he finally got Tottenham a trophy, which you know, a trophy is a trophy, but of the teams in the top, I, I don't know. I, I don't think they're better than you know either Manchester's, Liverpool. Honestly, I think Everton's better than them. Um, I, I honestly think in a normal game, I think Chelsea still beats them as well. But I, I still think they're they're not a top five team. They're struggling for top six, top seven, and it's it's a little concerning, especially when people like Gareth Bale. Like I, I didn't really fully understand him coming back to Tottenham anyway because he's kind of just been irrelevant. And I think you're just kind of seeing it now. I just think there's some, he clearly needs to go either to like over to the China area where you know stars they need to go to the place where former stars go to kind of end their career as like one of the best players you know you go to the China Middle East or the MLS yeah like Logan just said like that's where he needs to go he needs out of Europe I think for him well, to if he's going to have that mentality though I wouldn't want him over here if he's going to just be like well, watching kind of golf on his <laughs> iPad on the well, sidelines really? all the time no thank you but like I, I guess I don't know what's up with him like why does he I mean, I mean, maybe that's probably the question everybody's asking, you know, like clearly he's got talent, but you know, he, his big thing right now is he came off the bench against an eighth tier side who their players are furloughed. Like there's no league going on because teams that low don't have the funds to keep playing. And like his big thing is he comes off the bench. Like there's something I, he clearly isn't a threat. You know, I don't think teams are going around going, we got to make sure Bale doesn't come off the bench. Like yeah, they made it sound like he was still not fit or something, but I mean, it's been That's since insane. the summer, right? <laughs> I, I mean, they signed I, him in September. I thought I have played. I played golf last week, and I can tell you, there's a lot of motion and muscle you use. So, like, maybe he did hurt something, and like his golf game is also struggling because I it, there's a lot <laughs> of stuff that happens there. He left his putter on the ninth green. He's still looking for it. <laughs> All right, let's move on then to Arsenal Crystal Palace. Not much to say about this one. Uh, finishes nil nil. Uh, oh my god! It was. <laughs> I watched it. it. I I was super busy at work, and it still almost put me to sleep. Like I, this was legitimate. <laughs> Matt sends us was... a text. Matt sends us a text saying, "Sorry, I was trying to watch Arsenal and Crystal Palace try their best." This was the passage of play. Every single, I swear, it was Arsenal attempting to attack. It would fail. Crystal Palace gets the ball. They have some fast guys up front. You know, Zaha's fast. Uh, Eze's fast. You know, they bring on Ayu. He's fast. Benteke has actually some speed on him. And I would watch him, and they would have a counterattack where they're, they have the numbers. You know, it's either even or they have an advantage. And this is what the guy would do. He would be dribbling the ball. And... He could pass it, or he could try to get around the Arsenal defender. And it's David Luiz and Rob Holding, not exactly, you know, Virgil Van Dyke and you know Sergio Ramos. Like it's, you're not facing like top quality here. And they would try to go through him. Like they legitimately would dribble it right into the defender. And I'd be sitting there going, "You had five things you could have done, and that was the one I would tell you to do the least." And I'm not even a coach. I don't have any knowledge really. And that was the worst thing you could have done. Yeah, uh, 
I mean, Arsenal, they're still there. They're like climbing up the the table here. They're in eleventh place. They have twenty four points. Uh, so you know they're no longer in that relegation scrap. In fact, they're more in the top four scrap uh, now. They're only twelve points off of first, and um, geez, only seven, uh, only nine, eight points off of fourth. So not impossible for them. Um, before we preview the weekend's games, let's talk a little bit FA Cup, Carabao Cup stuff that just took place here. We had um, on Tuesday the 5th, Tottenham beat Brentford. And on Wednesday the 6th, uh, Manchester City beat Manchester United 2-0. So both of these games finished 2-0. And now that's going to be the final matchup is City versus Spurs. Uh, that's not going to be until, like, April, I think they said now. They pushed it. Uh, usually it's the end of February. Um, John Stones scored, and so did Fernandino uh, in the Manchester Derby there. And Suzoko and Sun scoring for Tottenham over Brentford uh, there. So, um, Logan, how are you feeling there? You feel pretty good playing against uh, Spurs coming up here? In a few months, yeah, when you when you finally yeah, finish this, <laughs> I know that I, when I saw this fixture, I was like, "Good lord!" Uh, they didn't take any time uh, wasting to push it back. Um, but no, I I I don't even know how to speak to the game because I don't know how we're going to be playing in three months. But um, no, I think that it'll be fun to to, to watch against Tottenham. Um, I, I think it'll be a good matchup to to kind of get some redemption for just not playing very well against them the last time out. And I don't like Jose, so it'll be a lot of fun to uh, take the cup and go home with it since it seems to be titled the Man City Cup. Um, so, yeah, I think defending that title and playing for a cup would be nice because I don't know if we'll ever get another one. <laughs> I don't know if the Champions League will end up very well, and I'm just kind of scared of the Premier League. So this might be our only shot, Pep. Yeah, could be. Your only shot. Well, we'll see. You're gonna um, be fine in the FA Cup. You have another like. Yeah, that's not where we tend to really want to win. Yeah, we don't really want to win that one though. Care about the more... one that Pep cares about. Why? I don't know. I, it seems like he. I. I we he never play as well in FA than we do. He goes out there and plays like he wants to play, but then there's times where I'm like, I don't think he really wants to win some of these games. So he doesn't play anybody in either of those tournaments until like the semifinals <laughs> care well he didn't care care about he played uh who did we play last uh, united that they're they're good. that was a semifinal <laughs> <laughs> that's true who did we play before that crap uh it was a really bad what, thing too don't you have like cheltenham or something upcoming yes Matthew, Cup? that's a hard game they play in uh, the desert I'm or sure something. <laughs> yeah. they have they have an accountant on their team so it's kind of tough are you gonna play the <laughs> liverpool Liverpool City FC. I found out that's a team. They're in like the seventh or eighth yeah, tier. Yeah, we should play them. Pep would go in there. All then you could say you like beat Liverpool, Liverpool at least. Yeah, exactly. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have much success with that. So yeah, but no, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to Carabao because it's the only one we ever win anymore. Uh, FA Cup. Uh, Matt was ready to jump off a bridge here when Aston Villa. Uh, <laughs> In this Aston Villa Liverpool match, um, I'm still not off, exactly thrilled with it. So started off four, 
four minutes in, Mane scores. Um, then 41 minutes in, Louis Barry scores for Aston Villa, 17-year-old. Um, that, you know, Matt's... Uh, well, Matt, before, just for verification, for, for clarification here, Matt was saying that the Liverpool is not going to score, and I said, I bet they do. And then four minutes in, I was like, oh, hey, Matt, look, it only took four minutes. And then it was a dry spell. It was a real dry spell. Louis Barry equalizes, and Matt's ready to, I feel like, throw his phone against the wall. Um, uh, not really. <laughs> if anything, it was actually kind of like, it was funny. I mean, the one thing is, is that who he scored off of was the 19-year-old center back who played in the sixth tier of uh, soccer last year. And Louis Barry apparently was a Barcelona youth player. I found that one out. Um, so he, he went, I think La Masia is Barcelona's youth academy. So he uh, he went from there to Aston Villa. So it's a, I mean, if anything, it's a it's a that was a matchup that guy should have won. So he he played well. Uh, then uh, when Adam scores at sixty minutes in, sixty three minutes in, Mane scores, Salah scores, sixty five minutes in, the game finishes four one, and Liverpool, who was facing off against Aston Villa's U twenty three team due to their outbreak, win four to one. And have moved on in the FA Cup. Uh, Wolverhampton. You, it, you actually made ahead. it sound really nice because it was actually their U18 team. Oh, was it? Okay, there you go. It's the U18. <laughs> the U23 was also under quarantine. There you go. Um, Wolverhampton beat Crystal Palace 1 0. Uh, Millwall beat Borehamwood. Borehamwood, I guess. Rotherham United lost to Everton 2-1. to one. Luton Town, the Hatters, Logan's team. Uh, Squad. Uh, Logan likes the Mad Hatters, so uh, Luton Town's nickname is the Hatters. It's a pretty apt name there. They beat Reading 1-0. Norwich beat Coventry 2-0. Nottingham beat uh, Cardiff City 1-0. Chorley beat Darby County. That's right, the Darby County that... Uh, Wayne Rooney is now the official manager of. Uh, Chorley beat them 2-0. Uh, they were, what, what tier are they? Fifth tier? I think they yeah, were, I think. Chorley? Yeah, I think. Maybe, right. yeah. Uh, Bournemouth beat... That's, that's, who, that's who Tottenham has. Chorley. I, that, that's who they have next time. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, Bournemouth beat uh, Oldham Athletic 4-1. Blackburn Rovers lost to the Doncaster Rovers. 1-0. That was a Rovers derby, I guess. Blackpool beat West Brom 5-4. Bristol Rovers 2, Sheffield United 3, Burnley 5, MK Dons 4, Exeter City 0, Sheffield Wednesday 2, uh, Sheffield Tuesday got 1, and Sheffield Monday got 0. I'm just kidding. Queen's uh, <laughs> Park Rangers 0, Fulham 2. Uh, Stevenage loses to Swansea 2-0. Stoke City loses to Leicester 4-0. Uh, Wycombe uh, Wanderers 4, Preston North End 1. I guess it's Wickham, actually, sorry. Arsenal 2, Newcastle 0. Brentford 2, Middlesbrough 1. Uh, Huddersfield Town 2, Plymouth Argyle 3, Manchester United 1, Watford 0. I feel like Jeff Shreve's on uh, FIFA. Uh, Barnsley Two, Tranmere Rovers, nil. Bristol City, two. Portsmouth, one. Chelsea, four. Uh, Morecam, um, I don't know how to say that. They, they got the little shrimp logo. They Chelsea beat them, four, nil. Cheltenham Town, 
two, Mansfield Town one, Crawley Town three, Leeds United nil, Manchester City three, Birmingham nil, Marine zero, uh, why did I throw zero in there one time? Tottenham five, Newport County four, Brighton five. Lots of five four score lines. What's going on here? Stockport County nil, West Ham West Ham one. We got some uh, FA Cup matches. Southampton versus Shrewsbury on Tuesday, uh, the 19th as well. Then Chorley, actually Chorley has Wolverhampton. That's who they have coming up here. Tottenham has Wickham. That's who they have. And Liverpool drew Manchester United. So that's on January 24th. That's going to be a good time. Fun Chelsea fact, earlier this week earlier this week was the 100 year anniversary of the last time Liverpool beat Manchester United at Old Trafford in the FA Cup so uh, things are looking good I think you're using the fun fact term a little loosely there Chelsea face off against the Hatters Luton Town and uh, Manchester City have Cheltenham Town uh, in there Everton has Sheffield Wednesday um, Arsenal has Southampton or Shrewsbury, whichever one wins that match. But Sheffield has Plymouth Argyle, so they have a shot of moving forward. Um, yes, yeah, so let's quickly uh, take a look at the games upcoming this weekend here. Saturday, January 16th, we have Wolverhampton versus West Brom at 7.30 a.m. Leeds United versus Brighton at 10 a.m. West Ham versus Burnley at 10 a.m. Fulham versus Chelsea in a London derby at 12.30. That one is on NBC. Leicester versus Southampton, and that's at 3 p.m. Uh, I'll probably be watching a lot of these while I'm taking down the Christmas decorations. Still haven't done that yet. Uh, <laughs> been putting that off. Uh, we had Aston Villa Everton postponed. Um, so we have Sheffield United versus Tottenham at 9 o'clock on Sunday. Liverpool versus Manchester United at 11.30. Manchester City facing off against Crystal Palace at 2.15. Then on Monday, we have Arsenal versus Newcastle. And then I guess we'll record one on Monday. That's at 3 p.m. And then we have games starting on Tuesday and Wednesday. So we'll cover those later Let's just take a quick look around the rest of Europe here at the tables. When we look at the French League, Ligue 1, uh, we have Olympic Lyon at number one in France. 40 points, 19 games played. PSG uh, with their new manager, Mercio Ponchicino, who actually just got uh, diagnosed with COVID today. So they're at 39 points. Uh, Lille, uh, they have American Tim Weah on their team. They're in third place with 39 points. They were in first for a little bit this year. Monaco in fourth and Rennes in fifth. Monaco with 36 points, Rennes with 33. Marseille is all the way down in sixth with 32 points. It's nice to see Monaco up there. I know they were struggling a lot last year. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when they were trying to build a team to compete with PSG, and they had like Falcao, and they, they, went they out had a, a bunch a of players. Crazy good team. They had Fabinho. They had um, 
I want, did they have Bernardo, the one that's on City? I yeah, think I think so. that's where, yeah, I think that's where he came from. They had an insanely good team. and they. I don't know if they – did they do it? Did they actually win? I don't think they won. I think they got oh, close, and then I think they'd uh, dismantle it because it's too expensive. Um, over in Germany, Bayern Munich in first place. They actually got knocked out, though, by second-tier team in, the, uh, in their DFB uh, Pokal. Uh, but they're in first place with 33 points, 15 matches played. RB Leipzig in second place with 31 points. Bayer Leverkusen in third place with 29 points. Union Berlin in fourth uh, with 28 oh, points. That actually makes me happy. I actually I like their story. Uh, Borussia Dortmund in fifth with 28 points with a game in hand. So uh, you're about to be disappointed, I guess. Wolfsburg with six points. Uh, six not six points, sorry. Uh, sixth place with 25 points. Um, Schalke got their first win in like a year over the weekend. Uh, they're in relegation zone right now, but they have American Matthew Hop is how I want to say it, but the announcer was saying Hoppa or Hoppy. That's what he was saying the whole time. H-O-P-P-E. <laughs> Not sure how you pronounce it, but he got a hat trick in his uh, his first... He, he scored his first goal for Shaka senior team, and then he put another two away. And they were all really good finishes, too, if you if anybody wants to look those up. Uh, he, he did pretty well there. So we'll see how that uh, Matt goes on. Werder Bremen with Josh Sargent is sitting in 13th place um, out of 18 in, in Bundesliga. Uh, La Liga, Atletico Madrid in first with 41 points. Real Madrid in second with 37 and actually, Atletico has two games in hand there as well, so they might walk away with this thing. Barcelona in third with 34 points. Villarreal in fourth with 32 points. Real Sociedad in fifth with 30 points. And Sevilla in sixth with 30 points. Um, other notable teams, Valencia's in 14th place. That's really the only other notable one, unless you want to look at Gaddafi, they're in 13th. And uh, Serie A, AC Milan, still leading it here with 40 points, 17 matches played. Inter Milan in second with 37 points. Roma in third with 34 points. Juve in fourth with 33 points. Atalanta in fifth with 31 points. And Napoli in sixth with 31 points. Other notable teams, uh, Lazio is in seventh. Um. Udinese is in 15th place. Fiorentina in 12th place. Um, but yeah, we said we said another team other than Juve would win this title this year, and it's looking pretty good. Juve is seven points behind a first place. They only got one game in hand of the first place team, AC Milan. It sucks, of course, the year that American goes there is also the year that they're probably not going to uh, win Syria and any other year you would think okay that's an easy trophy for Weston McKinney but not not this year they're also looking to sign Brian Reynolds it sounds like from FC Dallas who's the uh, right back uh, who replaced Reggie Cannon who went over to Turkey um, this summer as well so FC Dallas is pumping out right backs um, but I think he's going to be loaned out if he joined Juve so there's nothing official on that yet it's been kind of stretching on for close to a month now. So 
we'll see how that goes. But that is your around Europe update here. Um, yeah, I guess that about wraps us up here. Um, any, anything of note, guys, before we, we jump out of here? Any transfers? Matt, what was our one big transfer? That the one transfer? To, yeah. <laughs> to, to Bastion Hilaire. Oh, that's from, right. From uh, West Ham to Ajax. He actually, um, I think if I saw correctly, I think he scored within like seconds of coming on his first game. He was impressive with West Ham, so I'm like shocked that they were just like, okay. I don't think I saw, he was happy yeah. there. So um, I saw something where somebody was like, David Moyes was like, he said something that made it sound like that wasn't his plan to to sell him. And he was like, and someone commented on the tweet and was just like, this seems like a really solid plan for you guys. And you sold him. I was like, Geez. it must have been the board or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, they have. Or yeah, reading before he, the season, the board is like, he hates the board. He and the board have just gotten into it the last like two years about transfers and them selling people he doesn't want to sell. Um. He was a part, Hilaire was a part of that, like, really crazy top crew at uh, Frankfurt, right? Eintracht. They had Jovic and Hilaire, and then they both kind of flamed out where they went initially. Because I know Jovic is now back at Frankfurt on loan. If I'm thinking correctly. Wasn't Jovic touted as being, like, somebody that was going to become one of the best? And just... He well, was really good. Uh, that's the issue. He goes to Real Madrid where yeah. he was never going to break into the first side. I don't even think he got that many options to, to actually, uh, in all actuality. And Some of the ends city up having to go it. back to uh, Eintracht uh, Frankfurt. Yeah. Like the or city Madrid? people were writing that. They were like, oh, we should go get him just for that, you know, fill in gap for Aguero as, you know, for January. It was like, man, gross. I was say I don't think I don't think Pep likes any of your strikers. No, he doesn't like anybody. <laughs> I think the only no, person that he, he likes, likes is Bernardo Silva. He likes De Bruyne. Yeah, but he has to like him. <laughs> like you're forced you to force, like him. He you likes can't Mindy. force people yeah. to. You cannot force people to like each other. That's not how it works. Uh, Kevin can make me do about anything. <laughs> okay, hopefully Ashley's not uh, listening. To this episode, so. <laughs> Jordan would say the same, but his club sold him. <laughs> and Salah. <laughs> and Lukaku. But, and uh, and, and they sold Lucas Piazon finally. So that's probably pretty exciting. Club for, legend. I mean, I gotta just... <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta say, you know, thank you for everything you've done for us, Lucas Piazon, <laughs> in, in the three appearances total that you've made. I, I think there's. One. I think it's one league appearance. I think it's three total appearances. It goes on to be one of the best players in Europe. Um, you know, we're gonna miss you. Uh, you know, I, I, we would retire your number, but you never really had a squad number to begin with. So it's. <laughs> it's. I'm really uh, sad he can't have a testimonial. That was my favorite comment on that Reddit post. <laughs> I can't believe that. I mean, that would be hysterical if we did. And like I said in our text. He would have to be on the other team of the testimonial because that would just be more fitting than him wearing a Chelsea shirt ever. And like I said, I remember him being touted. I remember assigning him and people being like, this guy is going to be great. He's one of our youngsters. We're going to put out on the lone army. We're going to get back. And 
But, you know, I don't feel as bad about that as, like, I do with, like, Lukaku and De Bruyne and, and um, Mo Salah and everybody because uh, Victor Moses. I mean, we had players that we would collectively just loan out all the time that never became anything, but then you also have the ones that, that did. And I feel like somebody there has got to be able to see, you know, when, when you're that they are pulling the weight. Um, I think Salad only had a few appearances for us before we were kind of like, eh, let's just get rid of him. Um, and then he goes to Roma, tears it up, goes to Liverpool. Um, KDB was a disaster in Chelsea, too. He was not good. No, he was fine. Play. He was great. He, he really was. was. Like, like, they did a... Uh, I'll have to send you the thing. It was a really cool documentary on Kevin. And it, he felt... It, it sounded like he felt like he... He was never going to be as good there because he just felt tons of pressure with Chelsea, which is really weird to me because then he goes on and he plays well for um, Wolfsburg and then he he's moved. So it's like, you know, I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. That's the thing. Weird. Can you really say that you've – I mean, not for him, but I'm saying, like, can you really say if he was a flop at Chelsea when he made three appearances? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't – Yeah. I, I mean, why but, like, didn't we he play was like, more? He, People were yeah, talking he this kid up like the whole pressure. time. Yeah. He, it was more like anxiety with him from what it sounded like. It sounded like he wasn't quite ready for that jump. And then he made that jump and he was like, eh, I'm not really thinking this is going to be a good fit. Um, which is probably why he didn't show any, you know, that promise, I guess, to Chelsea. And Chelsea's like, you know what? I'm not going to just have this kid sitting over here um, collecting dust. It's heartbreaking. Sorry. Oh, well. You can have him back in like 10 years. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if we do that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally right up That's Chelsea's so alley. Of just you coach. Players. What, what's the point? Like, what's the, what is exactly the reason why Chelsea keeps these players sometimes? Like, why was there, were they expecting Piazon to become something or are they just never? No, no, I, this is all business. I believe it's all business. Usually they'll buy young players to then flip them and make a profit off of them. Um, you know, after loaning them out and, and improving somewhere, I, I think the issue is that Piazon never really had that much interest from outside of um, Chelsea at all, really. Hmm. Um, I never really remember him being linked fully anywhere. Like the whole time it's always been loans. I never remember anybody. Maybe that full on one is the closest one, but I don't think they would have had enough money to get Chelsea to sell them. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know. It's, this is their business method for whatever reason of, you know, if they're going to be good enough, then they'll be able to break them into the team. If they're not good enough, then they just keep, you know, they'll, Either way, they'll make a profit. They either then start in the first team and either sell them on later or they're making money off of the player, you know, winning them titles, or they will just um, move them on um, and sell them at another point. Either way, they look at it as a win. All right, well, I think that about wraps us up. I know I said that earlier. I think for sure we just got some of that transfer talk out of the way. Uh, we did our tribute to the club legend of Lucas Piazon uh, for Chelsea. Um, gonna miss you. 
And if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter at Stoppage Show, Facebook.com slash Stoppage Time Soccer Show, Instagram at Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Um, email us at Stoppage Time Show at gmail.com, if I said that right. Oh, one last thing, too, here as we're going. If you are a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I have a podcast for you. Uh, we've had a few episodes. Matt was on breaking down the Disney Investor Day uh, information for uh, the MCU. Logan blew us off that day. So uh, <laughs> just, true, just me and Matt. But uh, me and my friend Casey uh, McGeorge from our uh, podcast about Superstore, the NBC hit sitcom that just got canceled, that we're going to finish wrapping that up. But we are going to be breaking down WandaVision's episodes one and two of the weekend. I'm recording that tomorrow night, actually. Um, so that'll be up sometime after this episode's posted. So if you are a fan of that and you like me, uh, then you can listen to that. If you think I'm annoying and I don't know why you listen to the show anyway, maybe you listen for Logan or Matt, then, you know, you don't have to listen to that. No problem. <laughs> but uh, you can hit hit us up there. It's called Two the infinity saga and beyond i know that's a long one i had it called marvel plus before but somebody else had that too so had to had to reevaluate that um you can follow us still we'll be breaking down wandavision weekly uh on there and then i think i'm going to have matt was it you that i'm having on for falcon and winter soldier Uh, i believe so yes Logan, are you good for Loki? I've been blacklisted. You want to do? Do you want to do Loki? Yeah, I'll do Loki. I love Loki. And then Matt, we can have you on Loki too if it fits in your schedule too. We could have a, a nice yeah, three-way. Logan can't be on Winter Three-way breakdown. I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather Matt not be on um, Loki. <laughs> <laughs> I just do this podcast because of Matt's dog. <laughs> we'll work it out. But yes, if you are interested in hearing all of us talk Marvel as well. Uh, we have so much Marvel shows coming up for 2021 that we will be breaking down on to the Infinity Saga and beyond. So um, we'll catch you all next time. Thank you for listening and have a great rest of your week. We'll catch you, I guess, on Monday, actually. So you're only having a great weekend, and then we'll catch you on Monday. See ya. Kane has stolen it at the death! That's what he's there for! Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show and listen to us recap the English Premier League from our perspective. We'll also be talking some Champions League and any other leagues that impact world soccer.